Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. Today, we have our 13th edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. Now, normally we do one about every two months. I mean, but we've kind of fell behind recently, so there's... All these stories range from April to July, so that's a four-month period. Yeah. I don't know. Is it just me, or just, has the last four months gone by in a flash? Uh, I No. Not for you? It's been a drag. Okay. <laughs> I think it could go either way. But, but yeah, been... I mean, it always does seem like when summer hits, though, yeah, it goes by fast. Too fast. Yeah. But, uh, man, I found many great stories. Uh, my original list had, I had, was writing down stuff that interested me. It was 25 different stories. Wow. Six of them were on recent shark attacks. Okay. So uh, we have too many to cover in one episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a separate shark attack episode very soon covering all of the stories. And they're, they're pretty good stories. They're, I think out of the six stories, there's five deaths. Wow. So that one was going to be a bit deathy, uh, that shark episode, which we might do next. I'm not sure yet. Okay. And I also had to narrow down the list, and I, I chose a good mixture of stories, uh, some of the best ones, like the top ten for this episode. And we're going – it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoy doing these recent episodes. They're, a lot, yeah. they're really cool. Yeah. And we hope everyone enjoyed our last episode, our second anniversary episode. We talked about the stupid idiots of Yellowstone. The some of the most painful insect stings and some listener stories. Do you remember what the most painful sting is? Uh, what the uh, the ant? What was that? The bullet ant. Bullet ant. Yeah. Bullet ant. The most painful sting. Yeah. And then after that, we put out a bonus of our Force of Nature Year End Awards. I mean, it was pretty silly, but we actually we really enjoyed making it, and it seems like people liked it. Quite a bit too, hmm. so glad about that. Good. They liked that little bit we did. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Yeah. But uh, as always, we are joined in the studio, and it's very warm down here. <laughs> it's like a hundred degrees outside, uh, and it has been for days. Yeah. But uh, we are here with everyone's favorite cheetah. Luckily, not Colonel Cheetor. We haven't seen him since the award show. He just uh, took off. Yeah. Maybe he's on another bender. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we have his lesser evil. Uh, brother, Professor Cheetor. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. I wear my Host of the Year badge proudly. But I must say that it has been hot as balls in Salt Lake City lately. Well, you are not kidding there, Professor. Yeah. It has been really hot. And to add, uh, my AC is broken in my car. Is it really? Oh, no. And I, on the drive here was miserable. It's like, what was it, like 99 degrees on the drive here. Wow. No AC, so I got to... All I have is my window. Open my wow. window. I'm sweating like crazy in my car, so <laughs> I've got that going for me. <laughs> well, hey, just turn on the heater and pretend you're in Dubai. <laughs> but uh, and also, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning into us. We've been doing really, really well on right our downloads on. lately. I I don't know why, rhyme or reason wise, but uh, we in July we beat our all time record for most hits in a month. Oh, that's by great. A good amount. Right on. So that is very awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. We really appreciate it. And if you enjoy enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you use. Be sure to give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. Say whatever you want. Tell us where you're from as well. We like to know that. Yeah. But the ratings and reviews really help our podcast gain more attention and more listeners. They mean more than you think. And also I recently found that we have more reviews than I thought we did. 
Really? So on um, Apple Podcasts, uh-huh. it only shows me stuff from the United States. Oh. We have several more reviews from outside, international-wise. Well, how are we supposed to see them? I, I somehow found it on a different podcasting list oh thing. okay so we we've missed quite a few reviews oh. and shout outs so oh, we're gonna we're man. gonna make up for them okay but yeah, we, some of them are like over a year old oh man <laughs> so sorry if we so don't sorry. if we don't see it we're, then yeah we're sorry we didn't it's not our fault on this in this case but we'll definitely get to everyone's shout outs and so dave what do you say we just get going let's do this and the thing, the stories aren't, we're not too deathy on okay. this one. Uh, there's a couple uplifting stories, but there is some death. S- uplifting so, animal attacks? Yeah, yeah, there like is. Like literally uplifting? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, we've got some just some great stories. we got a good mixture of things. So for our first story, it came out around July 18th, and let's meet an adventurer named Justin. And he is fishing during a recent rafting trip on the Red Deer and South Saskatchewan rivers when he heard something in the water squeak. Uh, not being able to tell what the animal was, Justin reached for the animal and he actually fell into the cold waters himself Whoa. while reaching for it. Luckily, Justin was somehow able to find the animal and it was a coyote pup. Oh, wow. Justin grabbed the coyote pup and... And uh, his raft, be- and be- he grabbed his raft before it floated away. The pup was actually unconscious Ooh. by the time they got into the craft. Justin rushed and did a modified Heimlich maneuver Wow! to try to revive it. Fortunately, the pup began breathing again. Oh, wow. Both of them soaking wet made their way back to land to warm up to a fire. And Justin is actually on like a 10-day rafting excursion. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. And he had very limited services, uh, phone service, while on the trip. So Justin took the coyote pup on the rest of the trip with him. Wow. He even named the pup Yip Yip. Yip Yip. Nice. Yip Yip. Yip 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 Yip. The pup would eat with Justin, cuddle in his jacket, and sleep in his backpack while they rafted down the river. Oh, crazy. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. Uh, eventually, Justin was able to find a place where he could get some service and call his wife and for advice. The couple eventually got in touch with the Wildlife Rehabilitation Society of Saskatchewan. That's a mouthful, oh, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, they took Yip Yip there. Right on. Uh, the coyote pup is now being cared for at a specialized coyote rehab center. Uh, and apparently Yip Yip is doing quite well and quickly befriended um, other orphan coyote pups. Oh, that's great. They are teaching it to be wild and have a healthy fear of humans. <laughs> that kind of sounds funny. Uh, we're going to teach you how to be wild. Teach you how to be. Yeah. Yeah, teach them how to survive in the wild. Sounds like teach what you how don't to be... want your kids to be. We're going to teach you <laughs> how to be wild. Yeah, it's the opposite of you wanting your kids. <laughs> And so, yeah, they wanted to have a healthy fear of humans as well. Oh, okay. And Yip Yip is expected to be released back in the wild in just a few months. Hey, wow. So that's really cool, huh? Yeah. So I like that story. Uh, Justin took several pictures of Yip Yip, and it's a really cute pup. I'll have to post something yeah, on it. Yeah, that'd be cute, yeah. So how do they make him, give him a healthy dose of fearing humans? Do they have him watch I, the I, Matrix I, or something? Like, <laughs> oh man, they can kick my I, butt. Or just have him watch the news. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, they're so annoying, I'm staying away. Uh, I, I really don't know, but maybe watching the news would probably do the trick. <laughs> 
But yeah, good little story there. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our next one. And we go to a country I don't think we've ever had a story from. Let's go to Switzerland. Oh, wow. No, I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. And this happens on right around July 4th, I believe. So, Dave, let's pretend we are at the Zurich Zoo. Okay. And, you know, we feel like, let's go visit the tiger enclosure. Sounds fun. I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, sounds fun, right? Well, not today, unfortunately. Oh, we got to the we get to the enclosure and see a beautiful Siberian tiger named Irina. Hmm. And Irina was born in 2015 in a zoo in Denmark and then transferred to Zurich a year ago. So we're then looking at Irina when something bad happens. For reasons unknown, a 55-year-old woman zookeeper is in the enclosure. Okay. We don't know why. All while zoo, this is all while the zoo guests are watching too. The the onlookers call for help after uh, Irina begins attacking the zookeeper. Oh my goodness! Staff rushed to their colleagues' aid and lured the tiger out of the enclosure. And first responders try to revive the keeper. And I don't know what the keeper's injuries were exactly. However, the the keeper did die at the oh, scene. Oh, that's too bad. The keeper, she had been a long-term member of the zoo staff, and an investigation is underway to determine why she was in the enclosure at the same time as the tiger. That's not wow. something you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find any information on that, on huh. why she was in there. But the zoo called the incident extremely tragic, but noted that the attack was part of Irina's natural instincts as a wild animal dealing with an intruder in its territory. Therefore, the tiger would face no consequences for the attack. Okay. Uh, visitors and colleagues who witnessed the attack were receiving psycholo- psychological counseling wow. for witnessing it. I mean, yeah, that would be tough. Imagine watching that. Uh, that would be a terrible thing to see when you're at a zoo. Yeah. Um, I could see how people would need counseling. Now, we, you and I might not need it. We're so desensitized to animal attacks by now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then again, we, we've never really seen one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, live, so maybe I would need counseling. Yeah, yeah sad that's, story. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You would, you wouldn't. Yeah, it's it's difficult. If and also if you think about it the other way with uh, um, Tilikum, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's been no killer killer whale attacks outside of aquariums, mm-hmm. but inside of aquariums they've had them. So it's kind of a maybe it's a similar situation when they're. Um, uh, in, when they're in enclosures, they're kept in a certain area. They just, things are a little different. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to re- put this story with Tilikum because tigers do attack a shitload of people. Oh yeah, the they wild. will. Yeah. But at the same time, a tag, you, you would think a zookeeper would be someone they'd be Yeah. We don't know the, the reason they know why. would come in, but it would do it anyway. You yeah. know, it's just, and it's probably someone the tiger's familiar with. Yeah. So that's what you would assume. It makes, yeah. yeah, we just don't know. I just don't have that much information on it. Yeah. But sad story nonetheless. It is, yeah. All right, so our next story is probably the saddest one in, uh, in the episode. And it's really crazy. Kind of like a, a holy shit, that can happen type of story. Oh. Let's go back to April 21st ish. And we go to. Sayadabad. It's in India. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> okay. probably mispronouncing it, but uh, we meet a four-year-old boy who 
I'm sorry, I had 0% chance of getting his name right, so I didn't even bother writing it down. But the boy lives with his parents in a very poor shantytown-like area, type of colony, during... During then, India was on lockdown, and his parents were out of work due to the pandemic. And apparently, this shantytown has had a problem with wild pigs recently. People have made repeated complaints to local authorities about the pigs, but nothing has been done. Well, the four-year-old boy left his home around 4 p.m. to go play at an isolated area near his home. A pack of wild pigs were loitering around this area. The pigs attacked the boy and dragged him to a rubbish dump. Jeez. Where they killed and partially ate him. Oh my goodness. Isn't that just kind of a shocking... Yeah. You would never think of that. Oh my goodness. Pigs actively attacking, killing, and eating a small child. You just don't think of that. No. With pigs. And his death was the first of its kind in the area. Wow. Um, hopefully something is done about those pigs, though. You can't have yeah, them, can't, can't have well them doing that. Yeah, euthanize them and have them next Thursday. You know? and yeah, <laughs> plenty of food. God, yeah. And wild pigs are n- notorious problems in lots of places around the world. Even in Texas. There's a lot down oh, really? south. There's a, yeah, they have a lot of um, wild pig problems oh. all over the world. They're huh. invasive in a lot of areas. That's crazy. But yeah, you, you can't have a wild pig killing and eating children. No. So, Jeez. You gotta do something that, that's just a bizarre story. You don't think a pig's doing that. No. All right. Jeez. Well, that's the saddest one of the episode. Okay. So, Dave, what do you say now we get into some bear attacks? Oh, yes. Let's do. I know everyone likes bear attacks. Uh, because our bear attack episode is our second most hit episode after our pilot. Wow. So I know for a fact that everybody loves bear attack stories. <laughs> and so do I. Bear attacks. And I've got three bear attack stories for us today. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. And they're all different in their own way. So for the first one, let's go to June 17th-ish. And we are going to Sierra Madre, California which is really close to Los Angeles. Do you know how far it is? See, uh, I don't. It's probably... Just like 10 I would mile, assume they're north on the North Hollywood area. A little bit. Um, apparently, black bears are quite common in the neighborhoods pressed up against the San Gabriel Mountains there. San Gabriel. Okay. Okay. Ringing a bell? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we meet a young woman. She's 19. I don't have her name, though. But she is just outside of her home in her backyard. She is on her laptop sitting in a chair and, you know, just chilling. She takes a little nap, falls asleep. And so it's in the daytime, I believe. Mm -hmm. And the young woman awakes to find a bear right next to her. (laughs) And the bear then attacks her. Uh, It's clawing at her arms and legs, even biting one of her legs. Can you imagine waking up to that? I know. And isn't that weird? He's like, oh, she's asleep. That's against my own rules. <laughs> I got to wait for her to be awake. <laughs> Wake up, girl. Oh, Wake good. Up. You're awake. <laughs> uh, but the young woman did what you're supposed to when a black bear attacks, and that is to fight back. Okay. She used her laptop and, <laughs> and hit the, was hitting the bear with it. Uh, and when the bear broke contact, she was able to run inside to, to safety. And then the bear ran off as well. Crazy. 
Now that's it's very frightening to be sleeping in your own backyard and then yeah. to be attacked by a wild animal like that's that. That's nuts. So the bear's DNA was collected from the woman's wounds, which I don't know the full extent of her injuries, but she was scratched and clawed and bitten on oh. her leg. But they're not life-threatening. Oh, well, that's good. But the DNA was collected to try and find the bear, uh, and they, they found something interesting. The DNA matched another bear attack from April 23rd, 2019. Wow. In this attack, an 83-year-old man was sleeping in the uh, Angeles 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 National Forest. Which, yeah, that's that's up north. That's uh, just north of like Glendale, San Bernardino, okay. I believe. Yeah, which borders the Sierra Madre as well. Yeah, yeah, another sleeping attack. Oh wow! The bear woke him up, and the man uh, extended his arm. So the bear could smell him, like trying to do something, because it was so close. Like, smell me, maybe? Uh-huh. Uh, he suffered scratches to his face and arm during the attack. That sounds like something from Jurassic Park or something. Come here, little guy. Come yeah. here. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Chomps you off. He funny. also did not have serious injuries. Crazy. And this, yeah, this bear has a habit of sneaking up on people while they're sleeping. Uh, Surprise! Uh, fish and wildlife then set up traps in the immediate area to find the bear after it attacked the young woman. A day later, Mama and her cub were tranquilized, were caught and tranquilized. But very sadly, the cub had an immediate and fatal reaction to the tranquilizer. Oh, no. So the cub actually died. Oh, that's sad. That sucks. And a couple days later, this mama bear was cleared of the attacks when the results came back negative. Oh, okay. So Mama was at least released back into the wild. Um, deaths from trank, trank darts are, uh, it's the, the drug they use is tel, telazol, T-E-L-A-Z-O-L. The deaths from that are very, very rare. So okay. it just had a bad reaction to it. The, oh, the cub. that's still sad though. That feels meaningless. It, it really do does. You know, cause it, it's, they, they knew it wasn't the cub, the, you know, but I well, guess they can't that, live without it, his mom. It but. doesn't happen very often that something dying from it. Yeah. It's just kind of an accident. Oh, that's too bad. It sucks. No way. No way around it. But unfortunately, and also unfortunately, I could not find if the bear that actually made the attacks has been caught yet. Uh, if and when it is caught, it will be euthanized, okay. say authorities, yeah. as it has attacked people without being provoked or protecting cubs and is kind of deemed a problem bear. Mm. Yeah. If it's not provoked or protecting cubs, then. Yeah, that's what it is, a problem bear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's bear attack number one. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. Let's go to our next bear attack. And this is a wild one. And it literally just happened a few days ago, around July 28th-ish. Oh. Let's go to the rural Teton County in Montana, uh, pretty close to Great Falls. Okay. Pretty rural area, so it's western Montana. Western Montana is much better than the eastern part. Oh, is it? Yeah. I lived in the eastern part for a while, and it sucks. Oh, really? It's... Once you... Like, east of Bozeman is... Is it flat or something? Not necessarily. It's hilly, but it's not mountain by any means. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's just... It just sucks. I remember living there. Anyway, uh, let's meet a man. He is father of nine named Shannon. Shannon Rammel and his wife, Jamie. Shannon is spelt S-H-A-N-N-U-N. 
And he is yeah, his father of nine. What are they, Mormons? Could be. <laughs> uh, we can make jokes like that because we live in Salt Lake City. <laughs> but uh, Shannon got a call from his neighbor warning them that a grizzly bear had been spotted in the area. And they've seen grizzlies before, and the neighbors help each other out, like, send, like, hey, there's a bear outside, yeah. so don't go there. So Shannon, Jamie, and their 12-year-old daughter drove to their nearby barn to see if the bear had gotten into their leftover grain. Oh. And they didn't immediately see evidence of the bear, but Shannon decided to go check inside the barn to make sure everything is good. He had just barely opened the door. Barely. I get it. <laughs> he had just barely opened the door, poked his head in, looked to the left, then to the right, and holy shit, there's a bear. Oh, jeez. The bear got surprised by him coming in and immediately charged, lashing out at him, uh, throwing him around like a rag doll. Oh, you know how bears, wow. they're so powerful. They can yeah. just lift you up like that. Uh, that's, this is what Jamie says, his wife, when she was interviewed, she also says, my 12 year old daughter was standing by me. She was watching her dad and screaming her head off oh, as you would imagine. Yeah. Right? Jamie explained that there was no way her husband could have shot the bear as it all happened so fast. It, it's rural Montana. So I'm sure he had a gun on him. Yeah. Smartly. I mean, if you're kind of looking for a bear. Yeah. Jamie then, uh, she thought very quickly. She and her daughter went to the truck. She started it up and drove towards uh, her husband and the bear. And probably revving the engine, I imagine, hawking the horn maybe. Uh -huh. The sound of the truck distracted the bear and made it run off. Oh, that's good. When she got to her husband, he was face down on the ground. He was bleeding profusely, but he, was, uh, he managed to walk himself to the vehicle. Wow. Uh, she then quickly drove him to the hospital in Great Falls, where he underwent treatment for his injuries. Shannon suffered deep wounds to his palm, the palm of his hand, Ooh. and his forearm. Four bite marks on his back and one on his shoulder. Wow. And so when his forearm was... <laughs> I actually saw a picture of it. It was blurred. Most of it was blurred out, but you could still kind of see and. Um, you can actually look down. Um, this is the cut on his forearm, uh -huh. and you can see the tendons and the bone on his oh, forearm, which is wow. you got to get through a good amount of meat, you know, yeah. if it's in that, that muscle spot. Gee. Jamie said the bear had to be at least 400 pounds, and the bear is actually still at large in the area, from what I know. Well, 400 pounds, it sure is. Just, <laughs> well, just, well, just I, a good one, Dave. <laughs> But yeah, it's still at large in the area. Uh, authorities have set traps and have had uh, helicopters search for it to no avail as of the 30th. Hmm. So what's today? Today's the, the second, second, so a couple days ago. Yeah. And hopefully Shannon is recovering well from what I yeah, know that he, he, I believe he is. Now, Jamie in her interview says something interesting. She believes that the grizzly population is in this area is currently too big in the Rocky Mountain front. And the larger bears are pushing out the smaller bears, oh. which causes a problem in towns around in the area. I see. She adds that people need to put uh, put back the fear into the bears so that when they see humans, they run away. Mm. She was even suggesting uh, opening up a hunt 
for for some grizzly bears. Okay. Because you can only maintain so many bears in a particular area. Yeah. So that's the thought process that she has. Okay. It's not just killing the bears because they went there, but it's because there's too many of them in that area. Yeah. We've seen similar things with uh, the tigers in India. They're, okay. They've gotten to be too many in their specialized zone, and then, then they spread out, which causes problems. Okay, yeah. But uh, They had a problem like that in Yellowstone, too, didn't they? Probably well, it was in the they, same kind is that of when, area. Isn't that when they brought the coyotes? No, they brought the coyotes in to control the, uh, I mean, the elk wolves. population. Was it? Oh yeah, wolves. wolves. Sorry. Yeah, now the the I, I believe the wolves are spreading out of that yeah, territory. Yeah, now they've gotten too big. Yeah. But yeah, uh, interesting note and a wild story. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be crazy? Just a big oh, ass bear be. just right when you turn around. You know what's funny <laughs> is I have well, sometimes I'll have dreams that a bear's chasing me. It's really <laughs> have it's I, weird. Is it because of me give, talking about these Maybe. stories? I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's weird because and then I so I just sit there hide. Remember, I just try to hide. I'm like, because there's nothing I could do. It's just too big. And then I'll run from it and I'm like, oh, it's gonna get me. And then I find just try to find a spot that's small enough that it can't get into. I'm like, Maybe it can't get me. You know, dreams are weird. Dreams but, are so weird. Yeah. I wonder if we've given anybody else weird dreams <laughs> listening yeah. to us. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. So for our third bear attack story, we go to June 23rd-ish, and it happens in a place you would not expect. I could give you all day to guess, and you wouldn't. Oh. But you may not even know that there are bears that live here. So let's go to northern Italy. Oh, wow. That would have taken you a long time to guess that. Yeah. Huh? Uh, in the province of Trento, in the Dolomites, uh, a mountain range in the Ital- uh, Italian Al- Alps. Okay. There is a subspecies of brown bears that live in this region. Remember, there are many subspecies of brown bears. Yeah. We've talked about before. Like a grizzly is a subspecies. And they go by the name... Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it right. Um, Marcetian bear. I think that's how you say it. Huh. They are very endangered, and only about 50 of them live in this region. So let's meet two men, a father and son, Fabio Missoroni. I don't know. You just have to say it like that. (laughs) Fabio Missoroni, he's 59, and Christian Missoroni, he's 28. They were hiking on a path on Mount Peller when one of these bears just leaps out in front of them. Wow. Wow. The bear goes after Christian, biting him on the leg. Ooh. Fabio, his dad, then jumps on the bear's back. Wow. And that looks like the top the cover of a romance novel, doesn't it? <laughs> Long-haired Fabio wrestling <laughs> Think a bear. Of Fabio yeah. wrestling a bear. <laughs> I, I doubt he looks like Fa- the Fabio <laughs> we're talking about, That's true, but yeah. Um so he jumps on the bear's back and uh, making the bear let go of his son. The bear then goes after Fabio. It bites and swipes him. Ooh. And actually breaks his leg in oh. three places. Oh, wow. So that's a bad injury. Yeah. Christian then jumped up and down, shouting and clapping his hands to distract the bear from further hurting his father. The bear then luckily does run off into the woods. Didn't okay. want any more of this. Yeah, so Fabio suffered a broken leg and some deep wounds but nothing life-threatening, while Christian had minor wounds, but he still got bitten. So in Italy, if a bear attacks a person, regulations call for it to be euthanized. And after the attack, Torrento governor Maurizio Fugati 
Nice. <laughs> F-U-G-A-T-T-I. You have to, I don't know why, you just, when you're speaking Italian, yeah. Fugatti. Uh, signed a, a call order allowing for the capture and kill of the bear, which authorities are trying to identify through DNA garnered from saliva and fur left in the wounds oh, from the two men okay. and their clothing. That's really Isn't that fascinating that yeah. they can do that? Yeah. But several animal rights groups are wanting uh, a stay of execution for the bear, hmm. at least until more info can be given. And... And we kind of learn why the bear attacked. I mean, it could have been a mama bear protecting cubs. Oh. We just we just don't know enough about it. Hmm. Um, over 15,000 people had signed a petition calling for the immediate ban of the bear's death sentence. Um, also, unfortunately, I could not find the verdict on what happened to the bear. That seems to be a problem with these recent stories. It can never, so if sometimes there's never a conclusion because they they write about the story, yeah, and then they forget about it. Done. forget yeah. about oh, closing, yeah. giving you a conclusion later on, and you just yeah. can't find it with the reporters. So sometimes yeah. I have a problem with that. But uh, some pretty wild bear attack stories that have happened recently, huh, Dave? Yeah. Oh, also in Italy. Back in May, there was a video that circulated of a nail-biting encounter of a 12-year-old boy that was filmed by his stepfather. The boy is slowly walking, and out of nowhere, you see a very large brown bear walking like 15 yards behind him. Whoa. The stepfather tells, in the video, he tells the boy to come to him, and luckily, the bear just kind of squanters off with Whoa. no more interest in the boy. Have you seen that video? No. Okay, you know what? We're going to pause this, and I'm going to show it to you right now. Okay. Okay, Dave. So what did you think of that video? That's crazy. I mean, that thing was just right behind him. Yeah. Man. That little boy was terrified. Yeah. It, he kept his cool. <laughs> he kept you his know. cool. The then, bear just walking right behind. Get out, got up in two legs twice and yeah. just kind of... It's surveying curious, the, yeah. what's going on but luckily nothing happened with that story yeah but it was a cool video huh yeah i'll have to post that on our, our facebook page yeah so also there's another video that i showed you uh, is of a bear attacking and killing a bison in yellowstone from back in june and oh yeah if you want to see how like how nature really works watch this video it's it, it, it kind of gets to you, that video, I remember. Yeah, I mean, at first it looks like, oh, yeah, that bear's tails, that bison's taking him on. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the heck? Yeah. And so it's a, I watched the short, we should watch the shorter version of a bear and it attacks a juvenile bison and they go at it for quite a while. And you just, you kind of feel for the poor bison yeah. after a while. They go at it in a parking lot, a bridge, until they finally end in the river. Yeah. Uh, the grizzly f actually finally kills the bison on the river bank. And I think the whole thing lasted actually 17 minutes. We watched the really short version. And it just goes to show how brutal nature really is. Yeah. It's a good learning video. And I think everyone should kind of yeah. check it out. I'll try to post it on our yeah. thing. It also shows you how it's really tough to read a bear. Yeah. You know, because at yeah. first it looks like the bear's like, oh, man, I, 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 I can't handle this. It's too big. Because... You know, the the bison would charge it and it'd run off. Yeah. I mean, it's a juvenile bison, but it's still big. Yeah, and then the next thing you know, the bear's like trying to rip the thing apart. You're it like, was really moly. The bear was relentless. Yeah, going after it. so you never know what a bear is thinking. You really don't. That's a good point. Yeah, it's, That's it's a good tough. point. You don't ever know what a bear is thinking. Yeah, and then also 
now that we're speaking of Yellowstone, Dave, you, I, I only saw a little bit of it. What's oh, that story that you had? Yeah, there was a lady. Uh, well, of course, you know we already had Yellowstone attack ones recently, didn't we? we the stupid idiots of Yellowstone. Yeah. Would this would this woman be considered a stupid idiot? They're actually saying no. She was pretty smart. She wasn't. She was somewhat close, not too close. Mm-hmm. She wasn't like hand length like the other ones. Okay. But anyway, a bison starts to charge her, and so she takes. She takes off running, gets about 10 feet and trips. Yeah, okay. And then just lays there. And the bison goes right to her. Yeah. And then just stands there, kind of sniffing and stomping a little bit. And then... Well, she was playing dead. Yeah. She was playing dead. And yeah, the bison just hovered over her and blowing it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then just after like 10, 15 seconds, it just kind of saunters off. Right? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So very interesting. I mean, playing dead to a bison. I didn't think, I guess that would work. I know. But if you think about it, it's not like it's going to eat you if you're dead. You know, if it thinks you're dead. <laughs> well, it's not going to eat gonna you. It's going to be like, well, okay, yeah. It can yeah, stomp on you, though. It's great for herbivores. Yeah, but what would they want to do to a dead, something dead, you know? Yeah, they don't care. You're they, right. They'll be like, huh. So they wouldn't want to eat her. So they'd be like, eh, it's dead anyway. I'll just, it's no bothering me. I'll well, go. It, it worked for That's, her in this situation. Yeah. So and that's kind of what the article was talking about too. It was like, hey, maybe it's this smart to just play dead on some. What else could she, she? She couldn't have done anything else. Yeah, if she you th- can't outrun it. Yeah, think about it. You got to think about trying to think about things from, uh, I guess, the predator's perspective. If it's riled up, you you got to calm it down. If you get if you start running, that adds to riling. If you start screaming, it adds to riling. You know, you do whatever it is that's going to mm-hmm. diffuse the situation. Yeah. You know, that goes that goes for a lot of things. A lot of animal attacks you can easily diffuse that way. Yeah, but you got to really. Th- well, her happened on a lucky accident because she tripped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she hers yeah. was just dumb luck. It was God saying, "Stay down, stupid." <laughs> I mean, smart person, play dead. Yeah, it was. That's an, another interesting. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah, interesting Yellowstone story. I mean, I, I I'm not condoning to playing dead when a bison attacks you. I'm not saying. Do that, yeah. But you, it worked you, you for her know, in this it, situation because yeah. you could, man, you could still just get trampled. You could, so you could. it could go either way. Yeah, yeah. We don't condone that, but it worked for her. Yeah, that okay. may be something that researchers may want to try. <laughs> <laughs> we took one thousand test subjects. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that would be fun. Seventy-eight percent of them were fine. The other ten percent died. Uh, the other one was seriously injured. But, okay. Uh, yeah, so that's some more Yellowstone stuff. Uh, let's move on now. There's some good bears, tax yeah, stories and everything. Yeah. So for our next story, Dave, let's go to a place we just covered a few weeks ago. Let's go to the wacky wonderland known as Florida. Hey. And I think they're actually having hurricanes right now. Oh, really? Or they were a couple days ago. Oh. But, yeah, Florida, you crazy. <laughs> Uh, let's read off the headline like you would for any Florida man story. Okay. Remember those Florida man yeah. stories? So here we go. Florida man bitten in the face by gator while trying to retrieve Frisbee from Lake. <laughs> That's a Florida oh headline if there ever was one. And yeah. Florida Florida man headlines are awesome. But let's go to Largo, Florida, which is west of Tampa around June 15th-ish. And we made, meet a 40-year-old man named Travis Spitzer. Travis has a, he's got a hustle going on. He's got a hustle oh. that he does. So he goes to disc golf courses and finds the Frisbees that have been lost in the water. And he'll wade out there and grabs them and then he'll resell them. <laughs> 
Uh, most people don't want to go after frisbees in gator-infested waters. Uh, me but, included. Yeah, this guy does it. And he's actually been arrested for trespassing, trying to do this in this exact same area before. Oh, gee. But yeah, do you, have you ever played frisbee golf? No. It's actually pretty fun. I've, I would think I, I haven't would done like it in it. quite a while, but a lot of my friends do it, and they say it's really fun. Right on. They used to sell them at Costco. I was tempted to get, oh, yeah. get the set, but uh, I don't know. I think it's easier when they have a park set aside for it. Yeah, there there are some. Yeah, because they ha- then they have the nicer chains mm-hmm. and everything, you know. Yeah, and God, you have like different um, frisbees for different distances, just like golf. Oh, serious? Yeah, yeah there's like oh. a putter. There's a driver. There's oh, that's a, funny. I didn't iron. know that. Yeah, it's oh. it's actually pretty fun. It's cheaper than golf too, because you just buy your frisbees and then you can go play for free in most places. I think. There you go. But uh, I've been really into right real golf lately. Uh huh. I've been. I went out just yesterday. Oh, I did shot you have a forty. Is that good? In the nine holes. That's really good. However, I cheated a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shot wasn't good. I'm going to take a reshot. Yeah, that happens to me often. But, yeah, I'm really into golf now for some reason. Oh. Okay. Anyway. So, Travis, he goes out around 5 a.m. to retrieve the Frisbees. Supposedly, he was in about waist-deep water and when he was at, when the gator attacked him. And I wish we knew exactly what happened and kind of where it bit him. I mean, it says it bit him on the face, but we don't like know where else it got him or anything uh. like that. And some articles, yeah, said he was bitten on the face and he used his hands. His hands were injured because he was trying to pry oh, the mouth okay. off of him. And I don't even know how big the gator was, but imagine hmm. you got to be a good sized gator to go after a person. Yeah. So. And I, I'm not so I'm not sure how it all worked out, but Travis does survive. And oh, that's good. He was rushed to a hospital with injuries to the face and hands. Mm. This was apparently the first gator attack in the area for uh, the last ten years. Oh wow! But uh, in other gator news, so just a few weeks ago, a 14-year-old boy was attacked by a 10-foot gator. Oh wow! When he and his mother were walking near a pond, that when he was attacked. He had, um, I don't, I didn't read the full article on this one, but he had non-life-threatening injuries. But there oh, was another okay. attack. Then back in May, an alligator, an alligator farm employee was attacked by a gator in the farm's swamp area. The man was in a canoe, and the gator pulled him into the water. Oh, gee! And bit him. He also luckily had non-life-threatening injuries. Gee, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we're kind of more gator attacks than you think, huh? Yeah. So there are some, those are some gator stories that have happened recently. Luckily, nobody died from them. Yeah. So now let's go to another reptile story. This one about a crocodile. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. When you hear crocodile attack, man, you're like, oh man. Yeah. So let's go to July 14th-ish to Ixtapa, Mexico. I don't know if that's how you say it. I-X-T-A-P-A. It's on the Pacific coast, kind of right in the center of the country, on the Pacific coast. We meet a six-year-old boy who was playing near El Palomar Beach with his sister when they wandered away from their parents and began exploring an estuary, which is um, said to have had numerous crocodiles that hotel staff routinely feeds to entertain tourists. Oh, gee. So this is kind of a resort area. Okay. Witnesses say that the boy was playing near a fenced-off area under a bridge, and then 
a female crocodile with young grabbed the boy by the head, Ugh. dragged him into the water, and tried to drown him oh my for 10 minutes. Jeez. So this went on for 10 minutes, apparently. Oh, my goodness. Continuously biting him in the head, arms, chest, and legs. Oh. Tourists and resort workers threw stones at the croc, which is a good idea, unless you hit the boy. Yeah. But uh, they throw stones at the croc, which eventually lets go of the boy, hmm. and they go to retrieve him. The boy was being transferred to the hospital and was drifting in and out of consciousness. So he had very serious injuries, obviously. Oh, yeah. And guys, I really tried to find out if the boy survived or not, but I could not find an updated version of the story. I hope he's all right. So uh, that's a pretty rough one. Yeah. uh, His death is kind of up in the air. Hopefully he made it, but we just don't know. Hmm. But if his injuries, if he was bitten that many times on his head, crazy. And bleeding and coming minutes, in and out yeah. of consciousness, it might not look good for him. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't know. So we, hopefully he's good. Yeah. All right. So then just a few days ago, a 60 year old man was attacked by another croc in Mexico. Gee. In Tizimin in the Yucatan, it's, it's actually inland and not right on the coast. The man was working a plot when a croc suddenly bites his foot. And the croc only released him when he was hit, when the croc was hit by a machete. Oh, wow. That's how you got to get a croc off you. The man survived, but had serious injuries to his foot. Mm. And apparently crocs have come out in recent months due to the pandemic and lack of tourists there in Mexico. Lack of tourists? Well, since the pandemic, yeah. In the last couple months. Why would that lead crocs? I don't, to go? Less people's. I don't know. But that's been a less case. people to eat. You mean or less? No, there's just less people around, so they've been able to move into oh, those. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So many people may not know that there are actually crocs in Mexico. Yeah. A lot of people might not know that. Uh, there are two species of crocodiles. Uh, one species of and one species of caiman in Mexico. Okay. There's the American crocodile. And then there's also the Morlets crocodile and then the spectacled caiman. The croc who is most likely the culprit of these attacks is the American crocodile. Okay. Uh, They live from South Florida, um, islands all over the Caribbean, like Cuba, Jamaica, and others. Uh And then the Pacific side of Mexico, Central America, and Northern parts of South America. So they got a pretty good territory. And the Mar- the American croc is just like the largest croc in the world, the saltwater croc, in that they also live in saltwater. So the American crocodile and the saltwater crocodile can both survive in saltwater. And they can get big, too. Males average 9.5 to 13.5 feet. Okay. So that's a big crocodile. Yeah. I mean, the largest ones are the saltwater crocs and then the Nile crocs. But the saltwater is how they... There's been recordings of them reaching 20 feet. That's crazy. But yes, there are crocs here in North America. Maybe an episode on them sometime. Okay, um, yeah. They're the American croc. Yeah. I know we will for sure do a Cayman episode sometime. Okay. Specifically the black <clears throat> Cayman in South America. I do know of attacks that they have made. Okay. So, yeah. Take a shot for that one. It's the first yeah. time. We haven't even mentioned that in a while. But yeah, yeah whenever I say we're going to cover that sometime, take a shot. You probably get drunk after the, after the episode. 
All right, so Dave, now I believe you have another story for us, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So why don't you hit us with that? Okay. <clears throat> Picture this, if you will. Grand splendor of the Grand Canyon right in front of you. Deciding to... You have to have a Kodak moment and uh, one minute you're there and snap, you're gone. That's what happened to this 59-year-old woman from Scottsdale, Arizona... Um, at the Grand Canyon, when she accidentally stepped off the rim oh. and fell to her death. That's yeah. Um, she was uh, hiking off off trail, taking photos with her family, and then when she fell on the rim, it was west of Mather Point. I'm not familiar with the Grand Canyon. Not too Canyon. familiar. Yeah. So yeah, she fell, and they recovered her body. It was about 100 feet below the rim. So she fell about 100 feet. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty sad. That was actually the second death. Uh, in the recent weeks there at, at uh, the Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. Yeah, um, apparently on June 26th, um, a lady from California um, died after heat-related symptoms. Oh, I could see that happening. Yeah, because apparently it had reached, uh, the bottom of the canyon reached 114 degrees Gee, that day. The bottom of the canyon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, the bottom of the canyon would be warm, would most likely be warmer because it's, mm. it's uh, down lower. I could be wrong, but... I think that's how it goes. Oh, well, if it's go. 114 down there. Yeah. But, yeah, it kind of makes me think, because we actually went to we went to Moab this week, mm-hmm. which was hot. And Moab is in uh, uh, southern Utah, just so everybody Yeah, like knows. southeast Utah, yeah. Southeast Utah. Yeah, so we went we went there, and it's hot. And we went hiking. We went and saw Arches. Beautiful. The area is Arches, really beautiful. Arches, yeah, it's really a beautiful yeah. place. But it was hot. And we took our kids, and we always force them. We're like, they're like, oh, I'm done, I'm done. Quit your whining. I want to play video games. Shut up, we're almost there. Yeah, but yeah. So, but man, I guess I need to take some of those a little more seriously, because yeah, you can tell our kids get hot. You know, their faces get all red. There's got to be. They're just not not u- as used to it as no, they're Dan not and adapted I. to that. Yeah, I mean, we try to keep them out, and so that they're used to the sun and the heat, but. It's a struggle, you oh, know. Really Some is. kids just aren't quite there, and they don't hydrate like they should as much. You got to force it down them, you know. <laughs> like I don't want water. Coke's the only thing for me, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. So I can see your son come out with just just loads of Coke <laughs> instead <Yeah>. of water. <laughs> can I have water? Have you had any? Or can I have some uh, Coke? Have you had any water today? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> He'll say yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny. But it's yeah, so it's it's a that is one thing to, to think about is just even the heat in nature. Oh yeah, take a yeah, person out, get you out real quick. Yeah, I remember when I went to the Grand Canyon a couple of years ago. There was on the bulletin board that it was like they had missing signs. Oh really? Of people that they don't know where they are, oh. probably fell. Like people die there every year yeah. at the Grand Canyon from falls. The well, Grand yeah. Canyon is a beautiful place. If have you been there? No. Oh, okay, it's I a beautiful haven't. place, but it's. For me, it's a lot of the times, like a place like that, like, oh, this is cool, but I only want to spend like a day there. Oh, really? Okay. I'm not super big into hiking, so. But oh. a lot of people really go and they go these really long extended hikes. They go down to the Colorado River at the bottom. Uh huh. So. Oh, speaking of which, we actually rafted the Colorado River up in. Yeah, in you did. Moab. Yeah. Was that was that? fun. That was fun. Yeah, we had a good time. Cool. Yeah, it was great. That's beautiful. It's just. Your kids said that they wish there was more rapids. Oh, yeah, they did. It was funny because Kaylee was afraid of the rapids. She's like, I don't want to go. She's like, it's just too scary. We're like, no, it's going to be calm. It's calm. And then, yeah, it was a little too, even too calm for her. Mm. That's what's funny. (laughs) That is funny. Yeah. All right. So 
we went off there for a minute. But, oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, two more stories this episode, okay? Uh, one just happened a few days ago, back on July 29th-ish. We go to Livingston, New Jersey, 20 miles from Manhattan. Oh, you were, I know you used to live in that's New Jersey. Probably, yeah, yeah, that's probably the northern part. I don't think I went okay. got that far. Yeah, it is the northern. Um, well, we meet an eight-year-old girl. A lot of children in our stories Gee, this yeah. one, and we're, we're not done with them either. But uh, we meet an eight-year-old girl. Her and her friend were a few blocks from her home, I believe in her friend's backyard. Uh-huh. And they come face-to-face with a fox. Hmm. This, you don't think of a fox as being too dangerous, right? No, and an eight-year-old would be like, oh, it's so cute. And then the fox would um, steal something from him and then bail. <laughs> like when I went golfing my with my parents and my mom hit a golf ball and a fox came and stole it and took oh, it away. Oh, really? I've seen videos of that. I saw a fox steal a guy's glove before and just run off with That's it. That's funny. So they do that on golf courses. <laughs> But this this fox had something else in mind, and it runs after and attacks uh, the, the eight-year-old girl named Gee. Dylan. Uh, the fox ends up biting her on the hands, legs, and feet 19 times. Oh, my goodness. 19 bites. So a neighbor, a young man named Matthew uh, Nichter, he's 20 years old. He was outside playing a game of basketball with some other neighbors. He hears Dylan screams. And he ran behind the house to find the girls in the backyard and sees the fox attacking the girls. Oh, my goodness. Matthew, still having his basketball in his hand, chucks it at the fox. Nice. I don't know if he hit it. It didn't sound like he hit it. But um, he... And then he uh, charges it and then makes the fox run away. Starts running after it. He then went and picked up Dylan. She was crying and her feet were really bloody. Oh. He carried her to the front of the home to ca- to calm her down. And a neighbor called Dylan's mother, who took her to the hospital. This is the first fox attack in 30 years in the area. That's crazy. But uh, I watched a news report with Dylan, and she is she was a really cute girl, and she was in good spirits. She was oh, that's good. smiling. She had a lot of bandages around her legs. Uh, authorities have attempted to catch the fox because they they want to see if it is exposed with an old pal of ours. Rabies. Yes, rabies. I would figure that. You would think so in yeah. that type of a situation. Yeah. Uh, she is. So Dylan is having to go through the rabies vaccination process, get the shots just in case, you know, you can't take that chance Yeah. because remember what happens if you get infected with rabies and I mean, it could take anywhere from a week to a month to a year for symptoms to show. But once they show, what's your percent chance of dying? hundred. 100% chance of dying. It's like the most fatal disease in the world. That's weird. Like, um, percent wise. But then again, we have a vaccine for it, so that it will cure it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the fox apparently is still at large. Huh. We've we had a lot of animals still at large, right? yeah. I feel like, on this episode. Some of the stories are kind of similar. And just No, that's true. Okay, so let's uh, do our last story of the episode now. Okay. This is one... That some people have likely heard about in the last few weeks. It's a pretty heartwarming story, actually. 
Let's go to July 9th-ish, and we go to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Okay. That's just, it's still a long drive it's to Eastern Cheyenne. Eastern Wyoming, yeah. From here, it's still a long drive. Yeah. It's like three or four hours. All right, and we meet a young boy named Bridger Walker. That sounds like a mountain man type That does of, sound like a total Wyoming name, yeah. Well, yeah, mountain man type of name yeah. right there, Bridger Walker. Maybe he walks a lot of bridges. Well, Fort Bridger, I think, yeah, is Fort even Bridger, in Wyoming, isn't it? I think so. Anyway, so this story actually became national news. Oh. So Bridger is six years old. He is outside playing with his four-year-old sister. They have neighbors that have a one-year-old German Shepherd mix. For one reason or another, I, I don't know exactly, the dog charged toward his little sister, the four-year-old Whoa. little girl. Bridger was able to get in front and shield his sister and put himself in front of the dog. The dog attacks Bridger instead. Oh, I did hear, I did hear this. Yeah. One. Okay. The dog leaped and latched onto Bridger's cheek. So after the dog attacked him, um, Bridger was able to get up and he grabbed his sister's hand and took her to safety, even after he was attacked. Jeez. So he stepped in front of her to protect her. So it was a good brother. Yeah. And what a brave boy. Who knows what the dog would have done to the sister instead. Yeah. Bridger was taken to the hospital where he received around 90 stitches to the left side of his face. Wow. Uh, and I saw the I saw the pictures and his injuries, and they're pretty nasty. Like yeah. they're really bad. I, I mean, he's definitely going to have scars for the rest of his life. Yeah. When his father asked him why he jumped in between his sister and the dog, Bridger said, "And I quote: If someone had to die, I thought it should be me." Oh. And that's what he said. Kind of tugs at your heartstrings. Yeah. But there is more to the aftermath of this story. The boys. Um, aunt Nikki Walker wanted to bring attention to the boy's uh, heroism and brought the story to Instagram. She said he is in great spirits and his awesome personality is intact. He can't smile too widely yet, but he was grinning as she read some of the comments that she posted of the story. She also said that the dog's owners are really great people and have been nothing but kind to Bridger and the family. There is no resentment towards them. If anything, there's only been an increase of love between our families. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, it sucks that the... I think the dog got put down, too. Oh, I'll it, bet. It sucks that the dog had to attack. I mean, yeah. especially... If, imagine being... If your dog attacked your neighbor's kid, and that would suck really bad. Yeah. But uh, Bridger received a lot of love and support from people, including some of his favorite superheroes. Bridger loves all of the Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. And many celebrities reached out to him. For instance, Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk. Nice. He commented and said, People who put the well-being of others in front of themselves are the most heroic and thoughtful people I know. Talking to Bridger nice. there. And then Chris Evans, Captain America, promised to send Bridger an actual Captain America shield. Oh my goodness. That's pretty nice. cool, huh? Yeah. And then Robert Downey Jr. has promised to do something special for his next birthday, which he promises will be even better than the shield. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so even in real life, Tony Stark doesn't want to be outdone by the cap- by Captain. That's funny. 
Um, and then even Tom Holland, Spider-Man, had a video chat with the boy. Right on. And many other celebrities sent messages to him as well, and lots of people around the country oh, did. Oh, that's cool. So uh, this is, I mean, it's got to mean a lot to Bridger. And he said, his um, aunt says that he's still kind of in shock over everything, not oh. just being attacked, but by everybody giving him yeah. all this support and, you know, and seeing all of his uh, favorite heroes, you know? Yeah. But that's just kind of a good heartwarming story. Yeah. Uh, in a time with mostly negative news. So yeah. I thought I thought that would be a good story to end on. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And Dave, is, that is going to wrap up the episode. Okay. I hope everyone enjoyed all these cool stories uh, on our 13th edition of these recent animal stories and attacks. Uh, some of my favorite episodes to do yeah. are these recent ones. Yeah. And I hope everyone enjoyed the stories. Uh, so for the next couple of episodes, we are going to do... All of these recent shark attack stories that have happened. Okay. And I, I don't think we've done an update for shark attack statistics for last year. Oh, We did 2017 right. and 18. I don't think we've done 19. So we're going to hmm. do the 19. Okay. 2019 statistics as well. Okay. That's always interesting to learn about. Yeah. Because sharks really don't kill that many people. I mean, I think it was in 2018, it was five people killed. I've already got five people on these stories. Oh, my goodness. So there's been a bit of a bump up in shark attacks recently. And then also, we still are going to do the Night of the Grizzlies story. That's going to be like one of our true crime edition stories, episodes. Ah. And I'm currently listening to the book on Audible and getting more research done. So we will be doing Night of the Grizzlies soon. Okay. And Dave, we have a few shout-outs to give this week. Oh, okay. Uh, first, we want to thank Jess Stevens. Jess Stevens! He is from Australia, and he said that he has listened to every episode in like two weeks. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of us. Yeah, that is. <laughs> That's 85 hours of us. Wow. I don't know if I could even do it. <laughs> he, he also follows... Good on you, mate! <laughs> He also follows our social media and um, says something once in a while. So, yeah, thank you very much, Jess. We really appreciate it. We also want to thank Nick Cardoza. Nick Cardoza. (laughs) He says we are very educational with a dash of humor. Oh, right. And, and you know, that's exactly what I'm we're kind of going for. Yeah. Sorry about that, Nick. I was a little, I was just kind of dozing a bit there. Cardoza. Sorry, that was stupid. <sighs> they normally are. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I think people like it. Anyway, thank you a lot, Nick. And thanks to all the listeners. We've been doing super well uh, lately. I, I wish I knew why exactly, but we're I guess we're just getting out there more. Yeah, that's so good. So it's really cool. So keep using, keep telling your friends, and that's awesome. And if I ever miss a shout-out, feel free to message me and tell me. Uh, it can be hard to f- remember it from you got Apple Pod from all the different platforms, you yeah, know, Facebook yeah. and Instagram. But there are some that we have missed, Dave. Okay, that are pretty old, oh. actually. So let's do those right now. What do you okay, say? Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we have um, a review from this is from Noah, our good oh, friend okay. Noah in Wales, and his. His mother Holly. They left a review that I just barely. Fa- I'm just barely oh. found these guys. I mean, we've we've talked about them before. Yeah. But yeah, we just want to say thank you for leaving a review as a five star review as well. And, and uh, hey, Noah, keep working on your Jim Corbett books. We really like those. Yeah. And and your um Force of Nature merch. Ideas. Yeah. Send us those ideas because we could use them. I'm really looking into merch stuff. I, so hopefully we can get that going. Soon. Okay. 
So, and then also we have a review from Nick Savan. Nick Savan. From Norway. Nick Savan from Norway. <laughs> uh, they, they say that we are entertaining and inform, inf, informative. Jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm going off my phone right here. Nice. So, uh, all right. Then we got another one from Australia, from Shantani. Shantani? Yeah, do that. Shantani! <laughs> Uh, they say that we these uh, they say that we are their absolute favorite and they oh, highly recommend us. Right on. Uh, so that's wonderful. Thank you very much. And so we got another one from Australia. Wow. From uh, Loya Montana. Loya Montana. And they say highly recommend. The content is very interesting. And that was back in January. Oh, okay. So and then we got another one from Great Britain. From Freddie Riley. Freddie Riley. Actually, this they um, they're listening from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Oh, okay. So that's really cool. Thank you very much. And then we have another one from uh, Ireland and from N. Kenny. N. Kenny. Uh, really informative. They say we're really informative and interesting. Highly recommend. That's nice. wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And then we have one from Canada. This one comes back from February of last year. Oh, no. So this is ah. like 18 months old now. Oh, yikes. Uh, yeah, so it's from ASB902. ASB902. And they say that they've been obsessed with animal attacks for years and really happy they have uh, finally found a podcast for it. Hey, right so on. One of, that's also great. Thank you very much. And then we got another one from Canada from... <laughs> Uh, January of 2019. Oh, and they've been they've they've been searching for a podcast like this forever, and finally glad that they uh, found it. You know, I think this is one of our I can't remember his name, but I think it's our friend from India. Oh, that said this, that sent this one to us, but he lives in Canada. So oh, okay. thank thank you again. And then um, we got another one from Australia, uh, Safik Rose. Safik Rose! They say, I, I love this podcast so much. Animal texts are just so interesting to me. I agree. Yeah. Which is why we do it. So thank you again. That's wonderful. All right. I believe that covers all the ones that we've missed over, oh, okay. over the time period. All the ones from Apple Podcasts, at least. Oh, but okay. Yes. Thank you, everyone, so much. I'm glad we finally got to say yeah. yours if you... We're wondering about it for a year. <laughs> yeah, sorry for the late response. Uh, the time machine was broken. <laughs> so, Dave, what can the rest of our listeners do if they want to help us out? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. It really helps us gain more attention, gain more listeners. If you want to become an even more awesome person uh, um, and do this as recently as you can, just <laughs> donate to us um, uh, via Venmo or PayPal. Very good. You always, I like how you always put something in there of the episode. <laughs> That's pretty clever. But uh, yeah, on Venmo, uh, my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51, or you can find us on PayPal. Find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Be sure to tell your friends. Tell them all about us. I, we, we think you have been, so that's great. Tell them we're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, Stitcher. We're on every platform we need to be on. Uh, and I forgot my um, closing script here, so we're <laughs> we're just going to be done with it. Dave, do you have anything else to add? No, I'm good. All right, how about you, Professor? That Bridger is one good sibling. I wish I had a sibling like that. Instead, I had Colonel Cheetor, who actually threw me in front of the lions. 
Man, yeah, that uh, uh, that's Colonel, a total cheetah move. Yeah, uh, such a Colonel Cheetor move right there, uh, Professor. Maybe that's where your ill will towards him, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> or his ill will towards us. I don't know. <laughs> we never push him in front of anything. This is Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up, and we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>